Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham. Using dedication, confidence, and respect, you have used great judgment in listening to Wrestling Cheers. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking your break from all your worries sure will help a lot. Would you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers right here on the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Wrestling Cheers where everybody knows your names and we're all cool as ice. And like I said, this is the brand new Trending Topics Network where you can check out all the great shows such as All Beer Inside, The European Uppercut, The Tuts Experience, Lou Chat, CFL Easy Picks, What's on Fight, Eurovision Showcase, Legends on Siren FM, TTN at the Movies, Shut the Fuck Up, and my other podcast, Hanging with Heavy. And this is Wrestling Cheers, where we talk about Northeastern Ohio wrestling, mostly AIW, I'll admit, mostly AIW, but please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or even on Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. If you want to find us on social media, it's it's really, really easy. Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers on Facebook. On Twitter, it's Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers or at WrestlingCheers. Instagram, Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers or easily at WrestlingCheers. And email, if you do cho- choose to desire, you can email us WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. And we have a show at AIW this coming Friday, and I'm trying, hopefully you're hearing this on a Thursday and not Friday, because so many people coming up to me saying, you should come out on an earlier day, and I think, okay, easier for you to say, you're not editing a podcast, I am. And that gives me less time to edit on my schedule, but okay, we have Cool as Ice this Friday, September 15th, 7.30 bell time at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. And who am I? I am your host. I am heavy set, and I'm joined by not by Caden, and uh, not necessarily the same guy from last week. But I'm also joined by Ed, who is on a podcast, a friend of the show. We have Ed from Pod Van Dam. Yeah, diff- different Ed this time. I'm just hitting up all the Eds. Are there any more Eds left in AIW? So, Eddie Kingston. <laughs> so <laughs> only if. Um, <laughs> Uh, so that means you're used to doing a podcast with a Justin. Yo, yeah, I'm a, a Justin with a red beard too. I feel so. I feel right at home right now. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of him. So no? I, don't, I don't know what he looks like. I, I, has he come to AIW shows? Uh, he came to Hell on Earth one time, and he came to another show. Alex Shelley was on because he's a big Alex Shelley dude. Okay, I might have seen him, but sometimes like the turnaround of the crowd. I think we've. I think the other Ed and I have talked about this. Like sometimes you see people come and go. Like I, I look through old pictures and I'm going, okay, I recognize this person. Recognize this person. Oh, I know this person now, but I didn't know them then. Yeah, like I miss. I miss the Jerry dudes. I. Th- thought they're still there the there's the one guy that i forget his name he's a bigger dude with a beard he's i thought he's always there yeah but i don't like all five back again i wish they could find another wrestler that they all love that has five letters in their names and just redo the chest painting gimmick it's kind of crazy that we have sections of the crowd like that because there's always right around ringside i think they always sit by hard camera is uh the tim dance dudes that always wear the same 
shirt that I don't know how to put it. Looks like it's just an iron on. Do you think it's the same shirt, or do you think it's like the uh, the Doug episode where you find out that he has lots of clothes that are just all the same outfit? <laughs> it's just nothing but white Tim Donst iron on shirts. Yeah, but there's like 14 of them. That could possibly be. Can so- someone tweet in and confirm or deny this? I don't know if those guys listen to this show. It's, I, they'll sometimes, one of the ones will retweet stuff from the account, but I don't know if he listens to the actual show. So Does the Bishop Brigade listen? I heard they do now. Okay. So I'm, we'll test this out, test the waters on this, because I know they're big. I'm still getting new likes on Facebook from Bishop Brigade family members. Like every, like every so couple days, like a new person will trickle in and they'll have Josh's real last name. And I go, okay, okay, well, it's starting to spread more. Okay, okay. But listen, I know a lot of people in the AIW crowd are not fans of the Bishop Brigade, but that is a lot of money coming in right there. So I love them. Who's not fan of the Bishop Brigade? Oh, wait a minute. The other Ed wasn't because he said it took up like room where he could take pictures, but I don't know. Like, Brother, the, the bleachers are not big fans of the Bishop Brigade. That could be the thing too. Like, the difference between front uh, front row and floor compared to bleacher seat because like I don't know I could I couldn't do bleacher seats I I've, I've heard people say like oh they're great seats I'm like you know what I need back support and I can't sit on wood for that long I recently there's a uh, there's a bar in Kent that I go to to watch Browns games and for most of Brown games Browns games I'm sitting at this booth and it's just like this old school hardwood bench and I'm like. After a while, I'm like, nope, I got to stand up. I got to walk around. This sucks. Well, I'm all about trying to find a new spot to sit at AIW after uh, Back to the Future Cup because, like, I've never had a problem being on, like, the hard cam side until then. Two extra. I was two extra during that student match. Okay. I really like wrestling. (laughs) Like, I freaked out a lot. (laughs) That was a lot of crazy shit just within that match. So it's kind of understandable, but... (sighs) Yeah, I I like the Bishop Brigade. The... Wrestling Cheers fully supports the Bishop Brigade, mainly because one time I tagged Josh in a post, and that's the most reach a Wrestling Cheers post has ever gotten, and I have to think it is because of him. So I fully, fully support Joshua Bishop and the Bishop Brigade. Those are cool-looking shirts, too. So I have one now. Do you? It's sitting in my massive collection. I might have to pick me up one. What was the count that I just did? Uh, and this is legit. It's fucking nuts. Some people want to know, and I, I mentioned this on my other podcast, but I'm currently up to 242 wrestling shirts. Good lord. If I count hats, beanies, a coat that I just received, a tracking code if that is on the way, bandanas, and pins, 258. <laughs> and most of that, I have to. I have a weird system where I count halves. Like, for example, I have the Canis LeRae Johnny Gargano shirt, like Lilo and Stitch. I count that as a half of half Johnny, half Candace. So, technically, I haven't gotten through that with the Bullet Club, but they're at 21. Um, Which which shirt do you think is better? Okay, because I was thinking about this the other day because I have a lot of time on my hands at work. Okay. Um, The Candice LeRae Johnny shirt, which Lilo and Stitch, or the Janelope shirt, which Gremlins? I'm going to say Johnny and Candace. Like, I've seen the Gremlin one. I like it. And oddly enough, I didn't see either of those movies until recently. I didn't see Gremlins. In, well, Gremlins in full. I always feel like I might have seen it, but I swear I've only seen it in bits and pieces here and there between one and two. And I literally just watched Lilo and Stitch like a, a month ago or two months ago. I, uh, I, I kind of like that that style. And it, it, it I think it fits them a little bit more than the Gremlins do for I I might have told this story on Pod Van Dam. I'm not sure. But uh, when AIW had Don't Feed Us After Midnight... Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm talking to Biggins while I'm buying DVDs, and I just happened to mention that I've never seen Gremlins. And it was the most confused I think I've ever seen him in my life. Like, he was really confused how I was a 29-year-old man that had never once seen Gremlins. And I had to inform him that uh, I hate I hate movies. Is that, I about to say, is this where the conversation came? Because we've, we've had this conversation going with the whole Joshua Bishop thing, where he was like, I don't really watch movies. And then literally, like, a week after the interview gets released, he's talking about Marvel movies. I'm like, mother, like, that's a movie. Like, we could have talked about Marvel movies. I could talk a shit ton about Marvel movies right now and what's to come. And you totally go, no, no movies. And then you were like, well, I don't really watch a lot of movies. Like, to me, that's nuts. And then at the same time, you're a New Japan fan. Yeah. Those things, those events alone are long as fuck, the normal ones. I know, and I, I, I can't explain it because that's the point that Biggins brought up is that I was currently at a four-plus-hour wrestling show because my whole complaint is movies is they're all so long now. Like, everything's over two hours. Like, no movie is, like, an hour and a half anymore. It just bums me out. I don't have that kind of time to sit there and watch something. I always say if a movie's good, you're never looking at your watch. To see what time it is, or like see how much time has passed, which which is a hundred percent true because the only Marvel movies I've ever seen besides Iron Man three, which is terrible, are the Guardians movies, uh-huh. and never once did I feel like I was sitting there for like two and a half hours. They're great. Those the movies are awesome. Those are so awesome. Three wasn't. I think I hate about three of every Marvel movie that's been. That's my favorite trailer. the The very first one that they released, where they had like these these really cool sound clips of the Mandarin. And I thought, like, he was going to be this really cool badass. Because uh, what was it? Like, uh, ladies, children, sheep. Some people call me a terrorist, but I consider myself a teacher. Lesson number one. Heroes. There's no such thing. Like, that was my favorite quote I've ever heard in a trailer. Even though it's a bunch of different lines thrown together from different parts of the movie. Best thing since the Dark Knight trailers. And I thought that kind of was better. But the movie just lost me on it. Like, I, I hate how it went from, like, oh, this is going to be badass to, like, oh, the Mandarin's an actor. Kind of. Because <laughs> there is this, there's a one twist to it. Like, the one dude who hired him or whatever, like, that's technically the Mandarin. And then there's also, in the MCU, there's this other video that they released basically saying, no, there's another Mandarin out there. This guy was copying him. And the real Mandarin's pissed. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a video from whenever they were in, uh, when he, the character is in jail or prison or whatever. And like the real, oh God. So I'm not great on comic books because I don't read them. I just read about them. And it's with yeah. uh, Seven Circles. Comics, I was going to say comics are silly, but then I just remember that I just watched a New Japan feud over a uh, whether one man thought another man was a cat or not. So Yeah, I was about to say, like, there's that, you know. But there was the, the whatever the terrorist group that the Mandarin's part of, someone will correct me on Twitter, uh, like people from that group come up to Ben Kingsley's Mandarin and says, like, you're, we're, our Mandarin's pissed because of you trying to beat him. But we're we're kind of going off topic for <laughs> for an AIW show. I mean, before I we before we started recording, we went like a half hour just bullshitting. I have a, I have a tendency to do that. Podbean Dam kind of just goes off the rails sometimes. Yeah. We did a whole episode where we just talked about YouTube for like 45 minutes. We didn't even review wrestling. It was... You, oh, I listened to that show, I think. Yeah. It was, it was when I just discovered Poppy, so I was very excited to talk about Poppy. Or I listened to the last episode where you guys were talking about your favorite channels, and I think the, yeah. there was only one channel that I watched that was mentioned, and I, I'm trying to remember. Nostalgia Critic? Was, was he? No. It was... Uh, or was the the Angry Video Game Nerd? Cinemassacre Angry Video Game Nerd, probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I my problem with him like I like him but I actually discovered the irate gamer first 
and then reading about all the drama between them kind of sours me on angry video game nerd a lot but i i kind of made a my own like um way to solve it i like the nostalgic critic the best that's correct answer love and like how he's built a channel like off of that uh with all the different shows and everything uh kid channel awesome fucking just love gets... and he, he finds so much cool shit to just rain on and like his review for the new ghostbusters movie my favorite i just dig watching his videos and uh seeing anytime they show like the giant like the warehouse that they record in you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah because it's just so impressive to me that he took uh talking about movies to the point where now he makes enough money to rent a giant warehouse to talk about movies in. I also kind of have a crush on that one chick. I follow her on fucking social media and I can't think of her name right now. She's my spirit animal because she's also never seen any movies. Yeah, Tamara. Tamara Chambers. Yeah. As soon as you said that, I'm like, Tamara's never seen. Yeah, there's like there's movies that I'm like, oh my god, I haven't seen them either. And then she's like, I haven't seen... What was one that I was like, really? I think it might have been Ghostbusters. I've never seen Ghostbusters. What? I've never seen it. Oh my god. And then again, I've never seen any of the indiana jones uh i haven't either uh i've never seen I'm trying to think of the one like up until recently i didn't see either the gremlins or like i said i didn't see them all the way through like i couldn't tell you which was which i'm like i remember this aspect but i don't remember anything that happened um i think i've only really seen the first friday the, or nightmare on elm street and freddy versus jason other than that i don't think i've seen any other uh nightmare on elm street movie i feel like i've derailed this show <laughs> No, I, I don't know. I, I don't mind shows like this. Oh, I mean, good. We, we, have, we have a lot of... I mean, we have seven matches to cover. We'll cover the three, but sometimes people... It's kind of a... I mean, you've wanted to be on this show for a while. Like, Actually, yeah. well, we could talk about this right now really quick. It'll it'll be a way we could segue into uh, AIW Cool as Ice. And maybe the listeners won't like it as much, but tonight, as of this recording, uh, we have the finals for the Mae Young Classic, and you are an avid Shanna Baszler fan. Oh my goodness. From like day one, when John Thorne tweeted out, who would you guys like to see a girls' night out? And I tweeted Shayna Baszler, and then I found out like that was already in the plans once she was booked like a couple days later. So stoked. It's literally, uh, it's it's cool because you have me on instead of Caden. Because uh, I like Caden and everything, but Caden and me are like bizarro each other in that aspect where, you know, he, he hated Shayna. Mm-hmm. But he loved Heidi. Mm-hmm. I love Shayna, and I I hated Heidi Loveless. Could not stand her. I mean, I like Heidi. My thing with like Shayna first was uh, I looked at her and a lot of the four horsewomen as competitors to a friend of mine because mm-hmm. I actually I don't know whether you know this or not. I went to school and I'm friends with Jessica Evilai. Oh, yeah. I like I can tell you classes that you know she either sat behind me, sat across from me, and like you know one of the few people that of some notoriety that i have her phone number and i always like we'll talk here and there and i'm a huge follower of her career and i'm not huge in mma but people that i have some sort of reason of it's almost like i've explained like as a wrestling fan it's like i have to have a reason to root for you so i'm not just gonna watch any mma fight but you know jessica's going into a fight i'm like oh yeah like go jessica well i always looked at his competition with her and Shayna, and literally the the when i uh, her first appearance for the meet and greet and the meet and greet only i'm wearing a jessica evil eye shirt and she say anything? No. She she seemed like she wanted to, but she didn't. And then all leading up to about a year ago, which was I consider one of the coolest surreal moments of my life, was that night uh, at Bloodsport when Shayna won the AW Women's Championship. And 
after the show, her and Jessamyn Duke was were out. Uh, I started talking to Shane a little bit. One of the first times I really got into a good conversation with her, and I mentioned, you know, I, you know, I, I'm friends with Jessica, and they're like, oh, what? That's cool, blah blah blah. And they they started like saying like really positive things about her, and I'm like, really? Like I figured that would be like competition or something. They're like, they're like, no, 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 no. Like we believe. I mean, yeah, there's like a, a competition aspect, but at the same time, like we like good people, and like you know, they all said like that they really like Jessica. And then right after that, I get the opportunity to go down uh, downstairs and meet Rhonda. And then I start talking to Jessica about her or talking, talking to Jessica with her. It's like, she was really supportive. And that was, that was a mind blown moment. And then right after that sitting or, or standing around was me, Rhonda, Jessamyn and Shayna. And we're all talking about my favorite women's wrestler of all time, Natalia. Oh, that is one of the most surreal moments. And then the icing on the cake was uh, Glenn Moore came down because I was giving him a ride home. He's like, dude, Tyson Kidd's upstairs. I'm like, what? What? Like, we were just talking about the Ty- Tyson Kidd is upstairs. He's like, yeah, fucking go upstairs. I meet Tyson Kidd. Mind blown. I'm thinking like, dude, I was just talking about your wife with friends of hers. Fucking nuts. I had no idea Tyson was there that night. Way after the show. It was one of those things, yeah. if you stuck around long enough, he showed up. Because um, he was there for the UFC fight. That was why. the most star-studded AIW show ever. It was. Noelle was there, like Noelle Foley and her stupid clown boyfriend. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm friends with Frank. Like, <laughs> people hate on him so much. Like, Oh, I can tell you, because of me, it's a, and I can speak for all of us, it's 100% jealousy. Well, there's I know people that it's like, man, fuck him, he's fucking Noel, and then it's like, fuck him, he's going front row at all these different shows. He's a plant. He's this. He's that. I'm like, I don't know. I knew Frank a little little bit prior to when everybody started knowing who he was, or at least that's when I learned who he was. And he was always a pretty cool dude. And when I met Noel at WrestleCon, like I was like, all right, I want to get a picture with you. And then I looked right at Frank. I'm like, I want to get a picture with you too. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, wait a minute. He's like, wait a minute. What's your name? And I'm like, Justin. He's like, yeah, I thought that was you. Like, I wasn't sure. Like, he actually wanted me to come over and like say hi to him. But at that show, there was uh, that security guard around. I'm like, I don't know. I can't just be like, yeah, I know Frank. Because <laughs> the security guard would be like, yeah, yeah, get the fuck out of here. So like, I instead like I did, I didn't do that because as long as I've known Frank, I'm like I wasn't like actually having like face to face conversation with him. Well, somebody at that show, I can't remember who it was. Somebody around us said something about I can't believe AIW gave Frank such good seats. I just want to turn around and be like, what are you fucking stupid? They gave Noel good seats, you idiots. They gave Frank good seats. <laughs> they gave you... no, they gave Noel two good seats. Yeah. Which you're not gonna you're not gonna turn fucking Noel down. I mean you could, but I don't know. It was kinda it's it that was one of those crazy nights too, like you were saying, just all all the people and I'm I'll never forget looking across the ring. I'm like, there's fucking Noel and Frank. Could you imagine though if like they would have been like, Here's your guys' seats and Frank would be like, No, I can't people are gonna resent me. I shouldn't I'm gonna go sit in the bleachers. <laughs> He's like, Nah, I gotta get front row. <laughs> I got my Move over, Grandma Singh. <laughs> Move over, Grandma Cross. <laughs> He's gonna sit right in the middle of between them. <laughs> special special guest referee for that match. That's the match that we need to happen. And it, it did got mentioned uh, in the, the my last episode with Derek, where uh, like we need uh, Joshua Singh versus Matt Cross just so we can have the the, the dueling grandmas. Like it, like could you just imagine like them two getting into a fight, even if it's fucking kayfabe? Like they yeah. get into a fucking fight. <laughs> mixed tag. Make it a mixed tag. <laughs> But loser, loser, uh, or winner takes the loser's grandma. Like, <laughs> that is the valet. 
Grandma Cross is the best, though. <laughs> She's like, great. Because, like, you guys being up there, like, you don't get to experience as much. But I know the last one, I, like, took some video of just her reactions. Like, I got the end of the match, and, like, like she's, like, almost talking to herself about, not only herself, but, like, you know, kind of, like, in the rooting aspect for Matt. And then, like, whenever he he hit his finisher and everything, like, she fucking went nuts. And then one, two, three, she's like, yeah! And then the next day when we did the powerbomb, or not that the next day, I think it might have been the day before or whatever, we did the powerbomb taping stuff, because I did the extra work. Fucking, um, she was so hilarious. So we were doing take after take after take after take for this scene that's probably only a couple minutes long. Oh my god, some of the stuff she would say and do. Oh my god, fuck hilarious. I love that woman. Speaking of M Dog Macross, that could be Ooh. that could be a great segue. That is a great segue. Uh, let's get into Cool as Ice, and you know what? We will start with that match. Uh, Laredo, and this is I've said this before. This is going to be the match that's going to take me about two tweets just to uh, for the what I want to call it, for the live tweets. Yeah. Laredo Kid, M Dog Matt Cross, All Ego Ethan Page, Gringo Loco, and DJZ versus Trey Lamar. Joshua Bishop, Chase Oliver, Garrison King, and A.J. Gray. And I want to say this. I really love, and I hope it continues on, that the Garrison King theme that I played on the show like a, over a month ago, like that thing is catching on where everybody says brother. <laughs> like during the little like rest spots, like started from the bottom, now we hear brother. Also, brother. when Drake says the N-word, you also say brother. I'll put it at the end of this episode for... <laughs> future reference the fact that this is catching on is almost as good as lewis linden and dangalang because within the group that i started coming with uh or I should say i first became friends with aiw that was the thing of you know dangalang and like, oh man that- i hated that song at first and now it's made it onto my spotify playlist <laughs> at work but like it's it's caught on like i mean that caught on and i'm like all right now let's do this with uh Sorry from the bottom, and a friend of mine who made the remix with Hulk Hogan said he would be willing to make a full-on remix, but I don't know whether he would be willing to use it, or the Garrison King would be willing to use it, even if it's for one night, I don't know. So, I think if we, if we could all at least do it, because like I said, it's catching on, but let's continue. Definitely. We all have a mission now. But this match is going to be fucking nuts. No consequences. Uh, I mean, they're all on kind of a roll. I mean, Joshua Bishop hasn't lost a match yet, so that you'd almost think that guarantees a win, but then again, you're going up against just, you know, M-Dog and Ethan Page alone, but you have also Laredo Kid, Gringo Loco, and DJZ. Yeah, and I don't think DJZ wears all that fancy uh, LED light gear to lose in, you know what I mean? <laughs> True. Uh, but I don't think AJ Gray drives all the way up from Tennessee just to lose either. That's True. Josh Bishop never loses, so we just we already established that. So I think somehow everyone's gonna win. <laughs> and there's no way that uh, Chase Oliver wrestles. And we also know that Laredo Kid is actually Adam Cole. <laughs> I can't believe he's going back under the mask, Rey Mysterio style. We've already seen your face, brother. Let's hopefully he wears the DCR shirt. <laughs> Which I, I've heard people say, like Doctor Dan need to like promote the shit out of like just. After he takes off the Laredo Kid mask, like Adam Cole likes <laughs> likes likes my shirt, you should buy my shirt too. Oh yeah, and he start cutting promos about how Adam Cole was a patient. Oh my god, yeah, he could. Ironically enough, like having uh, M Dog in this, I met Punk at Comic Con back in when he was champion. That was 2012, I want to say. Yeah. Okay. My whole thing is like I like to wear shirts that nobody else is gonna wear. So it's like I'm not wearing a Punk shirt. I'm not gonna wear a certain. Uh, up to date shirts because you know possibly someone could be wearing them even at uh, Comic Con. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna wear somebody local. Who could it be? And I wore M Dog Matt Cross, and it's the 
Matt effing cross shirt. And when M Dog seen the picture, he was like, Can I use this to like promote my shirts? And I'm like, Yeah, I don't care, man. Like it's it's perfectly cool. And like he put he put it on Twitter, he put it on Facebook, and it's fucking hilarious. Alright, so this match? Yeah. Super, super stoked for this match. I want the night to start off like this, but I don't know if it will. I that'd be a good opener. That'd be a hot opener. But if you yeah, actually, I'm, if you look I'm, at all I'm the other still, matches, I, this has to be the opener. You think? Um. Okay. Dom, Dom, and Tom. Dom and Tom could like if I, if I was going to create three candidates, it would be Dom and Tom. This match, maybe Flynn and Smooth. Okay. Other than that, I don't. I don't see the women starting. I don't see the tag match starting. I don't see the intense title or, or obviously, you know, absolute the absolute title. That's main event. I just I'm stoked. I feel like this is uh okay. It's conspiracy theory time here. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be one of the last few times we get to see Ethan Page. Really? Yeah, I th- I feel like Ethan Page could be heading to Orlando sooner than later. Do you have any reasoning behind this? Oh, okay, just this. This is just something I've been noticing. So, uh, ever since Ethan lost the absolute title, mm-hmm. he hasn't really had like a major program. And I figured, like, oh, that's because Evolve, like, sometimes those are on the same day. But since... Ethan Page and Darby Allen around WrestleMania weekend. Ethan Page hasn't really had a major program in Evolve either. So I feel like Gabe works closely with Hunter. So Gabe would know who they're looking at and who not to really build around because they could be gone soon. And I feel like maybe the fact that Ethan's just kind of in random matches and like the Troll Boys and Evolve, maybe that could be a sign that... Ethan's on his way to Orlando. I think it's a good point. I don't really have much of a counter argument for it either. I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I hope, I hope I'm right, and I hope I'm wrong all at the same time. It's very conflicting. I mean, he has to be somewhat headed towards Orlando, but what, like yeah. when he's officially going would be the question. I mean, the dude has—he's done a lot of essential steps, but you don't know whether those essential steps are just to cover bases or whether it's to. Uh, cover his ass because it's leading up to something. Like, he for sure leading up to something. Yeah. Like, obviously taking uh, down his podcast, all but one episode. Smart move. Even when he was on this podcast, he said he wasn't going to cuss. Which, I mean, technically you don't have to do, but I mean, just covering your ass. He, he has upped his social media presence even more than it normally was. He created <laughs> somehow <laughs> he created his own YouTube show also to help up his social media presence. He's killer at the at the the uh, vanity search and who else you know who, you know who else is really good at the vanity search a certain uh, Donovan, Donovan Dijak yes and where is Donovan Dijak right now I'm so happy for Donovan Dijak legitimately I had no idea he had that kind of personality until he was gone from Ring of Honor like Donovan Dijak became one of my favorites on the Indies after that one of my favorite things that a friend of mine said on WrestleMania weekend because he was uh, he's from New Zealand but watches like a ton of fucking wrestling and he watched a lot of the uh, evolve stuff uh, on pay-per-view or just stuff from that week uh, wrestling a weekend uh, online <laughs> he's like i didn't know donovan dijak was a big fan of maurice and he's like well, he's like, he actually responded he's like what are you talking about and like you know that like kind of thing that uh donovan dijak does with his hands like that pose yeah almost identical to maurice oh wow it is yeah <laughs> now like when i think of donovan dijak i think about that <laughs> all right yeah i Totally sidetracked off that. That's but uh, the students have been killing it since Back to the Future Cup, so mm-hmm. I'm stoked for this. I, I, like, I like them all as a all as a unit. Like, mm-hmm. I think bringing them all up, 
uh, without a better, more eloquent way to put it, Nexus style, to where they're all a group together, lets them kind of hide what they're not good at. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I like getting to see more of Garrison King because I Definitely. felt I felt like at first like he he was just like all right I'm you know I'm this like balling guy like okay but doing that whole thing and actually giving him a microphone and giving him a sink or swim moments I don't he didn't necessarily think he swam but he didn't sink like no, he he, didn't. he struggled a couple spots but he went he went straight through it and he was he's pretty awesome at what doing that part so I'm curious to see more. Uh, my only problem with no consequences is uh somebody wrote an absolution review and I forget who it was. But they mentioned that uh, No Consequences does a lot of high-risk things and possibly too high-risk while they're this new in the business and that someone's going to get hurt and that they kind of hinted at the fact that we AIW regulars are kind of responsible for it by egging them on. I don't think we're responsible. I don't think so either. I think that's kind of a leap. But I also at that time was like, bullshit, these kids are killing it. And then, then the Chase Oliver thing happened, and now, now maybe they might want to. I don't know. <laughs> well, the thing is, not counting Russell Rager, because like the only thing really happened Russell Rager was one thing, but we haven't had an AIW show without an incident since before Jaylet. We've had something happen every show. Oh yeah, Joey's finger. Ugh. Well, that was a two for one because we also had Chase Oliver on that one. Oh yeah, same show, same show. Uh, then there was uh, Super Crazy, and uh, who was that? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Bob Flip Kendrick. Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> it's uh, days without incident is at zero. I'm like the only thing that happened at at WrestleRager though was Don Scott a fucking pothole like in his fucking arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a Which big I, deal, though. I mean, it's a big deal, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, that's going to happen in a death match. Like, they're not going to walk out all fine. Like, there's going to be some sort of damage. I mean, that went a little extreme, so it's, it's it's hard to count that in that show. But other than that, like, we had a streak of just days without incident. What had to be wiped to zero at the, at the end of every <laughs> show. Yeah, I'm highly looking forward to this. Trey Lamar is, is pretty good. Huge fan of Bishop. Love seeing more uh, Garrison King. Love the commitment AJ Gray has had. Like, oh my god, I, I think AJ Gray has been the standout of this entire group. It's between him and Bishop. Yeah, but I think Bishop. He, oh my god, talking Bishop is the craziest thing in the world because talking to him while he was just training, he's really quiet and humble. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. And then once he gets in that ring, it's like oh fire! It's it, I, that that blew my mind. I met Joshua Bishop at WrestleMania weekend. Talked to him here and there. You know, obviously, I, I sat down and recorded two podcasts with him. And there's, like, that side of him, which is cool. But then when he gets in the ring, like, obviously, he puts his hair down, takes his glasses off, and it just seems like a totally different dude. And then yeah, he, the only person I didn't mention was Chase Oliver. High risk, but, like, obviously, like, this was almost coming. With yeah. The, with, well, with the concussion and everything. Because even, like, his first, you know, match in AIW or that first weekend, I was like, oh, my God, he's, like, this guy's crazy. He's going to do something to hurt the, himself. And he did. The velocity in that, in the way that uh, Chase Oliver hits when he misses moves. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's so, it's. It's disgusting at times. Like, I don't know how he didn't do this sooner. Like, I know you didn't go to Russell Rager, too. Yeah. But the fact that <laughs> there was no mat on the outside and it was just, you know, parking lot. Like, anytime anybody did a move to the outside, I immediately started cringing. Like, Ugh. like, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, don't fuck up. Okay, okay, good, good. Don't fuck up, don't <laughs> fuck up, don't fuck up. Okay, good, good, okay, we're good, we're good. Um, yeah. And the thing about AJ Gray, too, is... I, 
this dude needs merch. Just because if you're going to call to come up away from Tennessee and this is his umpteenth time coming and like at least third probably coming alone, like coming on his own bookings, like, man, like get yourself some money to go back. <laughs> yeah. Like get some t-shirts. Like I, I just mentioned that after the last uh, Keela Jack show, I just gave him 10 bucks. I'm like, here, like you, <laughs> like, you, you deserve it. You're coming up from Tennessee. Here's 10 bucks. He thanked me and he says, yeah, I'm trying to get merch. I'm like, dude, just take the money. Cut Maybe cut me a deal later, but just take Let's... What bet should we move on to next? I'm I'm leaning towards Dom and Tom. I'm I I'm down with that. Yes. Filthy Tom Lawler versus Dominic Garini. And Dom's been on a hot streak lately. Tom Lawler has been on a hot streak since coming into AEW and put on great matches every step of the way. And now we get a match that I think people wanted to see earlier on. Like I think I remember people saying when Lawler was announced for Jaylet, it was well. And especially after we got the bracket and all the matchups, well, wh- why isn't he going against Dom? I think my first reaction was because it's his first match like, <laughs> in AIW. Like we don't need we don't need to see that right off the bat. Or I think at Bloodsport, it was some of the same people saying, "Well, why isn't why isn't Dom going up against Dan the Beast Severin?" Really? Yeah. See, my whole thing is why isn't it Dom versus Shayna yet? <laughs> because she's in the May Young Classic. <laughs> that's true. I think Dom would have definitely tore up the May Young Classic. I think that's. Get a match, uh, Filthy Tom Lawler versus Dominic Greeny versus Dan the Beast Severin versus Shayna versus the mystery opponent, Matt Riddle. Oh, man. <laughs> never That's, happened. Uh, It'll never happen. I know, I know you were, uh, and a lot of people were very much wanting Nick Gage to come out at the end of Absolution, right? You wanted and he got what you wanted. I did too. I freaked out. I ran down there. I was super excited. I wanted Matt Riddle. Yeah. I know it's never going to happen, but I can't think of a bigger heel in AIW than think, Matt Riddle. My biggest question that I'm going to propose to AIW management, who returns to AIW first, Matt Riddle or Teddy Hart? Oh, wow. Both as a tag team. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be fucking nuts. All right, yeah, Dom and Tom. Pretty pretty stoked for this. I, I mean, I don't want to get too high of expectations, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't want to let myself down, but I feel like this. I want, I want this to be pretty brutal. <laughs> like, can we get one of those matches where whoever wins, like maybe I'm, I'm thinking the probably Lawler, but like Lawler shakes Dom's hand, and then this turns into a tag team in AIW. Oh, that'd be awesome! I'm all for new tag teams in AIW. Like, be that that kind of tag team that Matt Riddle and Tracy Williams were supposed to be. <laughs> Like, is, is this going to happen? Because me- like okay, Dom, imagine- Dom sits under the learning tree of Tom, like that kind of deal. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd be into that. Tom and Dom, which you, that could be the name of the tag team, Tom and Dom, versus to infinity and beyond for the AIW tag team titles. Like, we're not going to really talk much about that match, but I know a lot of fans, probably including yourself, are sick and tired of to infinity beyond being champions. Yes. Tom and Dom defeat to infinity and beyond for the titles. Hell on earth. I'm down. I'm down. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, any, any idea how long Tom Lawler's been wrestling? I have no idea. Like, I don't follow that much with MMA and everything. And like, and especially like people doing the transition. I yeah. remember literally jail it weekend. Cause it was Memorial day weekend. I was at my girlfriend's house and they had something with UFC on TV, which they're not even really big MMA people. It's someone just turned it on. They started watching it. Obviously it was old because I look and there's Tom Lawler. And then I get to tell my favorite story now to anybody who's not really a wrestling fan, besides the callback to right now of, you know, meeting Ronda Rousey, but be like, oh yeah, you know what match I just seen over the weekend? Filthy Tom Lawler versus Dan Severin. Anybody who's an <laughs> MMA fan looks at you like, what? 
when did this happen? Oh, show in Cleveland, AIW. It's great. And uh, Filthy Tom Lawler came out dressed like Dan Severin. And then out came Dan Severin. <laughs> like, it was pretty awesome. They're like, all right, that's that's pretty cool. It'd be cool to start a little shooter stable with Dan Severin in it, too. Oh, my God. Except I don't know that they can afford to give him all those merch tables every time. <laughs> Um, we'll have to do it to where when it's good weather out and then they'll put up like canopies outside. And like, that's <laughs> where the, like, like he'll get like one inside, but he'll get like four outside. He'll have a Dan Severn flea market going on. Outside. Oh my God. Oh, imagine like if AIW had like a bigger space, like Severn would go all out. Whatever happened to the Japanese merch guy? Oh, I don't know. I bought a, I just was buying a bunch of magazines from him and he was just gone. It was severely disappointing. Because that was spot was taken up by the stay tough, uh, stay tough people. Yeah. And then sometimes that's actually been the you know the former Chandler Biggins flea market, which I mean there's obviously is still the imprint of the Chandler Biggins flea market there at AIW, and then obviously the AIW stuff. I mean, if they had a bigger space, like all the crazy people we can get. I'm really on board for this Dan Severn flea market now. <laughs> I've talked myself into that this is the greatest idea ever. Dan Severn Flea Market. You'll get a beast of a deal. Oh. <laughs> for the there ul- it is. For the ultimate price. <laughs> you can get, ha- get hair dye, diet pills. Um, What's other stuff that he was selling? Like quit smoking patch. I think that's what it was. What? Oh, and we can get Masada. Masada sells crazy shit too. Get him on the same show. Like I'm trying to remember the shit Masada sold, but that's one dude I remember selling weird shit. Like, it's like bracelets or something weirder than gregory irons table at girls night out <laughs> the sad thing is greg's done that before what <laughs> at the exact same like girls night out show where he comes out with you know the special uh stuff to sell but this time like he amped it up with uh the personal wipes and i think uh the fucking ky jelly and shit it was a lot this time or the last one yeah the vast <laughs> he actually just because it was the end of the night, he gave me one of the personal wipe ones. I, I have it I have it sitting aside with all my wrestling DVDs, just kind of like sitting with it, because I figured it's kind of perfect. Because he printed out like an AIW logo to put on top of it. So it's like this special like AIW brand of personal wipes for, the, for those fans, which I give Greg some credit on that, because it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing about how creepy some female wrestling fans out there. Like, if you're one of those people... I, I can not necessarily no offense, but at the same time, like, can you like tone it down a bit? Yeah, they give they they give the rest of us a bad name. Like when I say I love Veda, like it doesn't mean I'm stalking her. <laughs> like we have not necessarily we're friends or anything, but you know we're we're cool. I don't stalk her like that. And when I say I love her, it's not necessarily the same way. I don't even say it, like I don't even think I say it on social media now because I'm like, yeah, there's too many crazy fuckers out there. Well, that's why I've gone from saying like, oh, I love Shayna Baszler to Shayna Baszler is my spirit animal. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, I get that now. Like, if this was Harry Potter and I had a Patronus, it would be Shayna Baszler doing a sugar hold. Yeah, Harry Potter just went over my head. Oh, <laughs> Marvel? You watch Marvel but not Harry Potter? I've seen Harry Potter. I just don't give a fuck about Harry Potter. Like, <laughs> of that series, there's only, like, one, one or two movies I really like, and I think literally the... Maybe the Half-Blooded Prince was my favorite, just because that twisted in the end that it was Snipe, and I'm like, oh, shit! Listen, when we were in Orlando for WrestleMania, I took an entire day, and I said, look, there's a lot of wrestling shows happening this day, but I gotta go to Universal to Harry Potter. Yeah, the only thing I could enjoy that would be similar to that, I'd have to go to England for the Doctor Who experience, and they just closed that, so... Oh, how do you feel about Female Doctor? I haven't got to ask anybody this. I don't know anybody that watches Doctor Who. Really? I watch it. Uh, Reese watches it. Okay. Uh, I know there's a couple other. Uh, one Bill Crawford dude, he doesn't come anymore. Oh, not that he doesn't come anymore. He moved 
halfway across the country in Kansas. So um, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I'm. It's like okay. I'm. I'm the kind of person you. I never like it when they change the doctor, but it, it's something that obviously happens, and you want to see the how they do. Like I wasn't a big fan of Peter Capaldi being being the doctor at first. Just when they announced it, like I love Matt Smith. Matt Smith is hands down my favorite. Everything with him and uh, Emily Pond, aka or Amy Pond, aka uh, Karen Gillian. Love Karen Gillian. Uh, so when they were like, all right, you know. This is the new Doctor. It's Peter Capaldi. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I've seen all but the last season because I'm that far behind on it. I liked him. I didn't think he sucked. Not necessarily my favorite of my book because I, I hold Matt Smith to the highest of regards. But I'm like, eh, he's still good, decent. He's still There was episodes that really got me. And I want to see what this new female Doctor does with it. Uh, I have a friend that pitched an idea of making wrestling more like Doctor Who in the sense that when someone with a really popular gimmick retires that they regenerate and somebody else now has that gimmick. So, like, let's say WrestleMania, Undertaker lays all his stuff down in the middle of the ring, and then all the lights go out, and when they come on, somebody from NXT, like, is wearing the Undertaker stuff, and he's the new Undertaker. In that case, imagine if they would have waited for Braun. Oh, wow. I think you could put Braun in any role, though. Like, <laughs> Sting retires, we can make Braun the new Sting, and I'm in. I've been in on all in on Braun since day one. <laughs> When only me and Vince McMahon realized that he was the star. I was so-so at first, but as soon as he went solo. Like, I love that theme. <laughs> like, put that theme on headphones and, like, walk down the street. Like, try not to do it like Braun Strowman. It's true. Because it has that nice pace or, like, or uh, tempo of, of the pace of walking. Not enough people yell their own name in wrestling. I'm trying to think, like, there has to be more, but Braun seems to be the big one. <laughs> Like, I wanted this this Friday at AIW. I just want Ethan! <laughs> I'm just throwing around the little guys and then yelling Ethan real big. Frankie! <laughs> Smooth! <laughs> Weird body! Um, Janella! <laughs> Great, that's another thing I'm going to have to edit on this episode. This is like the third episode <laughs> in a row. Someone's mentioned that name, and it gets... I'm editing out, and I'm not even saying the name. It's going to get edited out. It's going to be a big beep. <laughs> oh, that's a big return of absolution. And the crowd went mild. <laughs> I could I could call him out on the fact of, oh, I come back in absolution, but hearing about like two months prior, you said, oh, I haven't gone to AIW in a year. I don't want to give my money to those people. That's all I was thinking about. He was, he was real close to me, and that's literally all I was thinking about the whole time. I was like, that's real weird that you gave your money to these people. Because <laughs> you're really proud of the fact that you hadn't done that. Probably came back because I said nobody missed him. <laughs> anyway, let's let's move on from there. Uh, third match we're going to talk about is the main event of the evening. Tim Dons versus Lewis Linden versus Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. A Pretty much a, re, a J-Pro-less rematch of the Absolution 12 main event. Question is, who walks out champion? And second follow-up question, does Nick Gage come back again? Um, I think Donst walks out as champ. I uh, hashtag LOL Donst wins. LOL Donst wins, correct. Ugh. Uh, and then I, I, I'm not sure if Nick Gage comes out, but I know what I want out of this. Matt Riddle. Is that who, whoever? <laughs> absolutely Matt Riddle. But You're only like, I didn't get the first wins. time. Let's go for it to the second time. Here we go. <laughs> um, whoever loses 
Mm-hmm. I want them out of it, and then I want the next match to be like Donst, like let's say Donst pins Tracy Williams. I want the next match to be Donst versus Linden. Like I just want a com- elimination of like, because leaving only like Nick Gage left. Like let's say he finally like he takes out everybody, and he's like, who's left? But like I don't know, because then Nick Gage will come out, and we all know he's coming out then. So. I have a theory on this event. No, I I did ask AIW whether like this was the last of the announced matches because I was trying to figure out like I sat there for like ten minutes. How am I going to word this without repeating the word announced? And I, I think I just said, um, "Are you guys done announcing matches?" And he's like, "Yes, that's it." There's only seven matches. The last show that was seven matches, oddly enough, was Wrestle Rager two, but that was also a short, like a very short show. Like I want to say it was like two, two or three hours, three hours. With an intermission. Like, literally, they said, like, oh, it's going to start at this time and end at this time. It started a few minutes after, ended with technically when uh, Donst and Havoc were doing little bitty promos at the end. Like, it was about five till. I'm like, okay. That's good. (laughs) Like, you guys said it's going to begin here, end here. That's what happened. But they don't have a big boxing match to go up against later on in the night. I think there's going to be a match added. Not necessarily, not like it's not unannounced. It's like they're not going to announce it because there's something's going to happen at the show. Okay. And then on top of all that, we're not getting another show until November. Hell on earth. Pretty much two months, a little over two months without AIW. I feel like this show has to give you a really good cliffhanger of I can't wait till the next show. You're right. I didn't even think about the fact there's no October show. So yeah, maybe Nick Gage comes out and then challenges Tim Donst. Part of me thinks Donst doesn't walk out champion. Oh. Because Donst and Gage don't doesn't need a, a championship on the line. There's a part of me that thinks it's on the other two. I don't know which but, one though. But switching that title like that that soon before like right before Hell on Earth? When Hell on Earth is one of the bigger shows. It is a bigger show, but it's it's gonna be two months before you see the title defense. Mm. And uh, that's where you want Hell on Earth to, to have a good main event, which well, you don't need the title for it and doesn't and the title doesn't necessarily need to be the main event. Gage versus Donst. So either we'll see it for the title or we'll just see it without the title because Hell on Earth Main events have not always had the title on the line. My first one was Madman Pondo versus Masada. And I think my second one, I want to say that's the hell on earth that Eric Ryan bled all over everything. That was the was before the main event. And then the main event was, I want to say, ACH versus AR Fox in an iron, like 30 minute Iron Man match. I could be wrong, but the title doesn't have to be on the line. True, especially if you're going to do like a death match kind of deal for mm-hmm. Donst and Nick Gates. So on top of all that, too, AIW has said there's going to be some big surprises. I think a lot of us are expecting Gage. And the other thing, too, the Nick Gage Invitational 2 is the next day. Oh! Does does he come to Cleveland the day before? I mean, granted, the big question going into Absolution was, okay, does Nick Gage show up at the end? Does AIW bring back Nick Gage after two years to no fanfare? They just put him out there, unadvertised. Does Nick Gage's parole officer allow him to come to Ohio? That was the question at the time. <laughs> yeah. We didn't know whether when he could leave the area. We knew there, there was whatever show that he was announced for, and I think, I don't know if it's already happened or not, but I was like, okay, he can leave the state by this point. Not even a joke. Like, how cool is that? Like, that's old school. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, I don't know how to explain it. Like, wrestling's so homogenized at this point, like, and safe. Like, it's so cool that AIW is booking someone like Nick Gage in a top spot. Like, 
I love any promotion that can do something like that, put somebody out there unadvertised, especially making a big return like that. And I felt like it was hardcore needed, especially the 180 that happened with Don's within two years. Yeah. He comes back from cancer, has the match with Gage. Everybody is in his corner. Like even me, a huge hater. I was like, okay, like I, I feel like I have to root for him here because he, he went from possibly never wrestling again to he's back. So I rooted for him in that one. He wins the match. Gage attacks him after the match. Not that long after Gage goes back to jail. Within, well, one year later at Absolution, you see the turn happen with Don's where he officially turns heel. And in between that year, more and more fans start to turn on him. And it's crazy. And they're still, they're still Don's fans now. They're the, the Don's loyalist. But you'll always have that with wrestlers. There's people. Yeah, that... it's like, it's like TNA fans. <laughs> GFW fans. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, with Don's, it's, it's okay. Where do you have this in wrestling where Gage, last time he was in the AIW ring prior to Absolution, he was the bad guy. He was booed. Hasn't done a single thing in AIW in two years. Comes back, fucking place goes nuts. Ultimate good guy. Well, not ultimate good yeah. guy, but like huge, you know, pop. We Like, this is the guy we want now. Crazy. I, I, that might be a, a, like, a testament to Tim Doss as a heel. You know what I mean? I don't want to give him any credit because I don't like him at all, but... I think as a heel, he's very good. Like, actually... He's so hated that we're excited that this this guy from prison is back to beat him up. Mm -hmm. He he sells it well. And there's, like... Him and I have had personal moments where I feel like he's still trying to sell the bad guy thing. And I'm like, okay, do do you not like me? Or are you just selling it? Oh, speaking of personal moments, I'm going to tell you one right now that has completely turned me around on Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. Okay, did you so, did you not like him before, or did you like him before? I hated him. I hated him before. Okay. I felt like he's really sloppy. I felt like he didn't really take care of people. Okay. And I didn't really dig it, and I didn't really like his style or anything. But then at WrestleMania weekend this year, I'm at Kaiju Big Battle. Okay. And uh, I'm wearing my Dom shirt, and I walk to the bar, and Tracy Williams is standing there as Zack Sabre Jr. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not one to, like, interrupt people, like, wrestlers. Like, like, like I'm not... I don't know. They're just people. They just have a cooler job than I do. So, but I don't. I don't really like starstruck and stuff. So I didn't like talk to him. But then he sees my Dom shirt and was like, "Hey, he's like Dom. He's a good kid." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Do I know you from AIW?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "All right, cool." And we say hi and everything. And we shake Zack Saber Jr.'s hand and go back and sit down. So uh, the kaiju show starts at like midnight, right? After the midnight. Enti- yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So uh, the entire the- group I'm with. Hold on. We that, did that night. Me and uh, the other Ed, we were at. WrestleCon Super Show, and that ran over fucking hardcore. And I remember Ed going like, "Dude, like I got to kind of get the kaiju, kaiju." But I remember he didn't miss much because no. how far behind you guys were running. Yeah, I saw him there, and I he like I told him I was like, "Hey, you didn't really miss a lot." So uh, I see Dom and everybody, or I see uh, Tracy and Zach, and wearing my Dom shirt, and we talk for a minute or whatever. So it's uh, after midnight, and the entire group I went with, we did Universal earlier that day, mm-hmm. and they also don't like wrestling; they're just humoring me. Okay. So. Uh, it's, I'm with, uh, my, uh, my ex-girlfriend at the time, like now, but it's my girlfriend at the time. Uh, and she literally falls asleep on me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I turn around, I don't know what like compelled me to, but I turn around and like in the row behind me is Tracy Williams and Zach Saber Jr. And they're both there with their girlfriends. And I look at Tracy Williams and his girlfriend is sleeping on him. And like, we catch eyes and he like looks at me and is like, huh, women, <laughs> and from that moment on i'm like yes i like this guy like we're, we're like how can the, how can these broads not like this wrestling in monster suits <laughs> yeah 
what are they thinking? It's Unicorn Party. Everybody get excited. That was a fun weekend. Especially, oh my I, gosh. Think, I think that day alone, because I, I love the the WWN uh, place that they booked. Oh, that, that was an awesome venue. Except I, they stopped serving us at Joe Janela's spring break. That was rude. Oh, but... Obviously. I, I, <laughs> miss, I miss that show because I was too tired. I'd been no, up, I don't blame you. I'd been up way too long driving. And I ended up getting like one of the best nights of sleep I ever got. Actually, that day, the next day, was the day of Kaiju Big Battle. I went to uh, WrestleCon, or, or Wrestle, yeah, the WrestleCon Super Show, and Evolve and Progress that day. That was actually my birthday. And A, that venue was amazing. Progress was, that was my first real experience with Progress. Also fucking amazing. And before Evolve, I went over and talked to Ethan Page, because that's something I, n- I normally do at every show I see him at. And right next to him was this woman. And I think it's, we were talking about, you know, driving long distances and everything. I'm like, yeah, I'm a truck driver. I've driving is nothing to me. Like, I don't care. And she's like, Oh, my dad's a truck driver, blah, blah, blah. That was ended up being Matt Riddle's wife. Oh, <laughs> I'm just, I have to look back. I should have been like, Oh, that's cool. Your husband's asshole. Okay. Bye. <laughs> that Joey Janela show was awesome. I saw John Thorne there and I have, I know that he doesn't remember seeing me. <laughs> was, John Thorne was pretty far gone. Uh, I showed up, uh, in a in a in a very party mode already and uh i don't know what compelled me to do it but ethan page is walking by and i just scream ethan as loud as i can and he turned around looked at me he's like oh hey what the fuck he's like what i didn't know you're coming down here i was like yeah like our whole wrestlemania trip was very last minute it was planned within like two weeks wow i yeah we had no idea like we were gonna go and then all of a sudden my roommate was like what do you guys what do you, do you want to do anything for spring break and he showed me the date and i'm like do you guys want to go to orlando yeah i had a plan like four months in advance well i decided this year if i can't find anybody to go down i'm just gonna go down by myself because i didn't know like basically everyone from aiw is gonna be down there (laughs) that was true there was a lot oh i saw a whole bunch of people from cleveland that i see at shows all the time back to this match though (laughs) as tracy Tracy williams took took us on this long long diatribe which is fine probably a little bit longer show than usual but i i figure i always say Half hour to an hour is the sweet spot for any podcast, but then you get like a half hour overrun, and I think this should roughly be it. All right, let's let's wind it down then. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> uh, we'll wind it down with picks. Cool. And uh, I'm gonna go on the order that I have them on the Wrestling Cheers Facebook page. So we're gonna start with actually I think it was the first announced match, the AEW Tag Team Title Match, Two Infinity and Beyond versus Colt Cabana and Gerlado Itchcell. Um, Two Infinity and Beyond. That's that's the only thing I can say. Like I I mean I think it's gonna be a great match because I love Colt Cabana and I love Gerlado and seeing the kind of match that they could have with Two Infinity and Beyond, I think it's gonna be hilarious. Uh, my heart says Grado and Cabana, but my head says Two Infinity Beyond. So I'm gonna go ahead. I mean, Two Infinity Beyond is gonna win this. Next up, we have the intense title match: Joey Janela. Hopefully, his finger has healed since then. Versus Son J Dutt. I mean, I, I figure as long as you know he doesn't get injured, I'm gonna continue on with Joey Janela as champion. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Joey Janela. Even though I'll say this for Son J Dutt, I've been watching Global Force for the last couple weeks. One of the brighter spots of that show. So I'm pretty excited to see Sanjay. I've got like a renewed interest in Sanjay lately because of that. I'm you forget how good he is sometimes because he's been around so long. You like I'm about two weeks behind. By this com- comes out, I might be three. I might have watched them both between now and then. But my favorite thing right now, Ohio versus everything. I love that they're getting a shot. I dug seeing Dick Justice. Okay, Dick Justice too. I uh, When I seen him at Old Wrestling, 
like getting there because I got there early to do the interview. Actually, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, you know, hey, Dick. And I was like, oh, Richard. <laughs> yeah, the, seeing all three of them get a shot is amazing. It's pretty cool. The only thing that sucks is I accidentally went to Wikipedia and I was trying to look up. I was I wanted to look up who everybody was on the GFW roster because I wanted to see who who they're giving like new shots to to really count them and. I got a spoiler, and I'm actually kind of pissed because I'm like, this would be this is like if I actually watched it live. Like I'm like, oh my god, this would be awesome. Which it's I happened to the best of us. Lucha Underground did it to me. Thankfully, I don't watch that show. Oh, I quit after <laughs> I didn't make it through season two. <laughs> but there was that spoiler that I got, which I won't share, so someone gets a hint, no one hit on it. But the cool, the only cool thing that like helped uh, weigh that out was I never even heard the news about this, but Hannah the Howling Huntress, according to Wikipedia, is signed to GFW. Just hasn't debuted yet. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, they hired uh, a, a bunch of women's uh, Kira Hogan yeah. from like Girls Night Out and Shine. She just signed with GFW. Kira Hogan and there's another one. Um, who's the one that had the singing gimmick? Oh, MJ Jenkins. Yeah, like I sh- they've used her a little bit, but I don't. They haven't used, started using her full time. I don't think. But yeah, she she's was... had like two matches with Solo Darling, and that's about it. Yeah. So if. Hannah Howling Huntress, I mean, because she's, she's also been, you know, GNO and all that stuff, and she's been around, I mean, uh, you know, with Chikara was, you know, being Saturine before Hannah the Howling Huntress. Like, I think it's cool to see her get a shot, which, I mean, her, it's, I'll be honest, it's more of a look thing, because I feel like when she was Saturine, she just looked plain, but then she's kind of like, I'm going to start working on my body, and, like, I think she's going to be a huge fan favorite on TV. Like, I showed the picture to a couple friends of mine, and they're like, oh my god, she's beautiful. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, yep, that's the reaction that I knew you are going to have, so, yep, she's, got, <laughs> she's coming to GFW, here real soon. All right, next match, Laredo Kid, M-Dog, Matt Cross, All Ego, Ethan Page, Gringo, Loco, and DJZ versus... No consequences. Trey Lamar, Joshua Bishop, Chase Oliver, maybe also could be a villain. Garrison King and AJ Gray. Not knowing who the potential replacement could be for Chase Oliver, I'm still gonna go with no consequences. But there's gonna there's gonna be a catch because you you can't just flat out beat Ethan Page, Matt Cross, Laredo Kid, Gringo Loco, and DJZ. I'm going to go, it's always hard picking against Ethan Page because he's my boy. He's one of the people that got me started going to AIW. But, yeah, no consequences. And I'm going to add on to this for bonus points. I have a prediction how they're going to win. Okay. They need some veteran leadership, and I think Duke's the guy to do it. No, because we got to get Alpha Beta Duke too with him and Parker Pierce. <laughs> We're going to get hashtag no consequences. <sighs> <laughs> God, yeah, I can see that happen. You want to get heat behind them because there's a uh-huh. lot of fans. You just put them with the Duke and everybody's going to hate them. People hate the Duke. God. How long have you been coming to AW, by the way? Um, my first show was the show with the Young Bucks, the rap show for that year. So it's like... Make them say, uh... Yeah, so three years. Okay, so you never went to Turner's Hall. Um, not for AIW. I went for some Cleveland All Pro shows when I was in high school. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, my first show was Hell on Earth... I want to say seven was the number, but it was a 2011. It was the first AIW show. Second independent show. So you lived through hashtag Nixon. I did. I liked Nixon. Like, I thought, like, literally the, I mean, the sad part is the reveal was probably the best part. Second behind that was the Hell on Earth match where Eric Ryan bled gallons. Other than, other than that, everything was kind of meh. And it didn't help that Chris Dickinson, like, quit wrestling and then literally a couple months later, decides to come back completely fucking up the whole storyline because they went from that's the leader to oh no the duke's the leader other than that 
I liked it. And I love there was there hasn't been a debut in AIW of a group that has been as good as Nixon's with their videos that they did on YouTube and even having people come out in I think a Nixon Max before we knew the name throwing out uh these flyers. And ironically enough, it was right before a match between Ricky Shane Page and Eric Ryan. I don't think they had that planned, but it was really yeah. cool foreshadowing of what ended up actually happening. Unintentional foreshadowing, but I, I absolutely loved it, yeah. Next up, Filthy Tom Lawler versus Dominic Greeny. I say, I'm going filthy, but I'm, I'm going with my ending. The filthy shakes Dom's hand, and we're going to see something. Uh, there's two dudes in AIW that uh, I will never pick against. And one is Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham, but the other is Dominic Greeny. So I'm going Dom on this one. We have... Um, it's funny that I pick Daniel C. Rockingham all the time. He went to college. He went, he's graduated from Yale, people. Smart. I don't know. Uh, weird body. He's not sure about that. Listen, I'm just saying, Dr. <laughs> Dan does not need to be wrestling. He uh, he has a he has a college degree. He could be doing something else. He's blessing us right now. So sure. we should thank him. Next up, we have... Britt Baker versus Faye Jackson, which has been described as um, a match that is going to tear Big Twan Tucker apart. <laughs> I'm going with the AIW sweetheart, Britt Baker. I'm picking Britt Baker because that's who I think is who's going to take the belt from Shayna. So I don't see her losing anytime soon. Next up, we have possibly the end of a feud frankie flynn versus pb smooth technically a rematch from absolution but this is supposed to be the end unless we're planning on seeing a cage show up anytime soon um i want to say frankie but it's hard to go up against smooth i like frankie enough and at one point he listened to the show i don't know if pb listens to the show so i'm gonna go with frankie flynn man this is hard but I'm going to say PB Smooth probably learned to watch his back in these matches. A uh, big enough dude to handle himself. I'm going to go PB Smooth. There's a part of me that thinks that you could get it where Frankie wins, but this is going to lead into... I got, I'm sidetracked. Technically, PB could win. But no matter what, we could see a match or a feud with Frankie and Colby. Not Frankie. PB and Colby. Oh, that'd be cool. I, I have a feeling that they, they could have a really good feud, so that's what I'm thinking. And then the only match we have left is the absolute title match, Tim Donst versus Lewis London versus Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. I said that there's a part of me that does think, you know, Linden and Hot Sauce could win, and I don't know which one I'm leaning towards, but I'm going to have to go with the safe bet, hashtag LOL Donst wins. LOL Donst win is in, is in full effect. I'm definitely picking Tim Donst. I have learned to not pick against Tim Donst. I would say that there's a point that you could have picked against him, but, you know, even big match Donst won a lot of matches. When, you know, Donst didn't really have anything, it was like, oh, Chris Harrow's back in the scene. I want to go up against Chris Hero. Oh, Michael Hutter is back on WWE, back from WWE. Oh, I want Michael Hutter. Which that that was a great match that you missed live. Where's he been? Um, like when's the last time EC3 was in AIW? I don't know. I mean, it's been a while since we've had him. Or actually, well, probably was it Dudes on TV? Or no, he came back one time since then, didn't he? He did a Tequila Jack show. Yeah, that was the last time I think. But wow. I feel like we haven't had seen him or Row in a while either. Yeah, Row's last match I think was Tequila Jack. Jeff Cobb. Yeah, season of the witch almost a year ago. Wow. So yeah, and once again, that is this this Friday. 
if you're listening to this on the day it comes out tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Friday, it's today. If you're listening to this on Saturday, um, too late. But Friday, <laughs> September 15th, 7.30 bell time, Cool As Ice featuring, oh, by the way, a appearance from the Iceman, Dean Malenko, which I think I we totally looked over, I think, Glacier when we, he came and Arn Anderson and totally looking over Dean Malenko, who was on Raw this week. Was he? A uh, backstage segment when Rollins and Ambrose were looking for tag team partners and Jamie Noble and Dean Malenko were two people they ran into. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch Raw. So you missed that. And also, uh, if you didn't watch Raw, Asuka's coming to Raw. Oh, cool. Which was probably... Hopefully, like, hopefully cool. Ooh, I don't know. My whole thing... Like, I'm not a huge fan of Asuka, but like the you, they put her on such an undefeated streak. And then if she's not facing the winner of the Mae Young Classic, like, originally planned... Like, I know it's not what's happening, but I figured she was going to get beat by whoever was in that. Yeah. So now we're not doing that anymore. Now she's going to go to Raw, still undefeated. What do you do? Bailey beats her and gets her win back. That's what I would do. <laughs> There's a part of me that thinks, like, no matter who beats her, people are going to get pissed. Oh, yeah. Uh, look, I, I could take you back to 1998 when Kevin Ash beat Goldberg. Everybody can act like that was a bad idea at the time. But you go back and watch that, and I lived it. The Wolfpack was so over. So over. And everybody still hated it. I don't know who. Because I feel like literally in my mind, I go, whoever it is, one by one, it's the fans would bitch. And I almost can hear the bitching. Like... You do it to Nia Jax. They either say, well, of course Nia beat her. That's the, the Rock's cousin. Or, oh, she never beat him and never beat Asuka in NXT, and but now she beats her. Uh, or, she's too green. Why did, why did, why did she beat Asuka? Um, I, I say it's Alexa Bliss, and then you make everybody pick. <laughs> Twitter would go insane. There's a part of me that does think it could be Bliss. But the, the thing is, too, I feel like she needs a title for a Like, I mean, she not needs a title, but she needs to come on the scene and be dominant. Definitely. For a while. But with the women's scene, you know, it's obviously it's, it's a smaller roster. Okay, she's going to beat Emma for a while. Then she's going to beat Mickey James for a while, which she already beat. Uh, then maybe she graduates up to Bailey. Then maybe Nia. Then, like, do, do we go Sasha? Oh, yeah, let her run through everybody. Don't make her face or heel. You just, like they were doing in NXT, just let her run through everyone. Which, I wasn't a big fan of that, but I think they did play it off really well. Because they were able yeah. to, like, have her go against anybody. I'm still waiting on the Sasha Banks heel, full heel term, because I can't stand that bitch. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I can't either. Team Bailey. Not even a Team Bailey thing. Like, I can't, like, I everything I see about her i feel is overrated like I, th- I mean i think she's a good she's a good wrestler i always give her that i think her mic skills are repetitive like she's that kind of person that kind of says the same shit her mannerisms are also very repetitive as in she does the same shit she always if you watch her when she talks she moves her head side to side each time like, <laughs> like this thing and then she tries to dig into this the fan base that especially like the iwc that loves her that look that are overly smarky about her because i literally watched her on a post pay-per-view thing and she said like oh no uh, alexa bliss she says she was a fan when she was little but she's she's not she's a faker and i'm like oh my god you're just feeding into the people that love you and they're like oh well i like her because sasha banks because she was a fan like she was a little like me and i'm like you're trying to take that away from her fuck you bitch like i see right through you and <laughs> as a person she seems to be like a horrible person because like when i'm Anytime I've tried to get a picture with her, which I know she's recently talked about, like, at airports and shit, like, okay, I understand that. Hotels is kind of a, a weird spot, but outside of a venue in Canton, I tried to get a picture with her. And like, all I didn't want an autograph, because 
I like to get things personally signed. Like something like, okay, I want a picture of you signed. I want to have a picture of you. I don't have a picture of you or a shirt of you. And I really don't like Sasha Banks. So let me just get a picture. The look she gave me when she said no was like the, ew, no. Like, no. Like, I'm just asking for a quick selfie. Like, not even a, <laughs> like a hardcore pose pic. Give me five fucking seconds and I'll get a picture. Like, Bailey was kind of friendly. No. Like, I mean, her and Bailey were more going towards kids. Yeah. Which I understand that, but literally when I'm asking for like five seconds, just quick selfie. Like, Bailey did it and she was kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, she wasn't thrilled. And I did feel kind of weird. I'm like, yeah, you're, we're probably roughly the same age. You might be younger. It is kind of weird, but I'm a fan. So if this is all I'm asking, like, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. And at the same time, I watched Natalia the year before when I got my picture with her. Like, it was cold. It was cold as fuck outside. She, you know, took pictures and signed autographs with everybody. So you want to claim to be like, oh, I was a fan since I was little. I did this. I met Eddie Guerrero, blah, blah, blah. You're a fake fucking bitch. That's my rant. I can't, I cannot, like, of any woman, like, any wrestler. Like, I don't hate many wrestlers, number one. Number one on my list. But, <laughs> but I think as a wrestler, I'm like, she's good. I always will give her that that due. But when people say, like, she's the best thing, I just go, no, no. There's so many holes in her game. And the one, when I met Charlotte, too, I give Charlotte a lot of credit. She was a bad guy, a heel at the time, whatever. And she was actually, like, hardcore nice. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, normally wrestlers try to, you know, keep it up. Like, oh, you know, I'm a bad guy on TV. You know, I'm going to be a little bit, you know, you want an autograph? No, no. Sorry, no. No pictures, no. But she was, like, really nice. Hands down my favorite member of that that version of the horsewoman. I love Bailey. <laughs> I like Bailey. My only problem is uh, to not to offend anybody because I do have another name that I call it. She her, she has no expression. when she ta- When she talks, she doesn't move her face. Like, when she's happy, she doesn't smile. She just has this plain look when she talks. And I'm like, you're better than this. Like, I think, like, oh. your your fan base, like, what you're des- are made for, like, that's perfect for you. I love that aspect of you. Keep that up. But when they give her a mic and they, like, talk, it's clay face, maybe, is one way to put it. I know what you mean. It's, it's like, uh, it's like John Cena. He's got, but not, like, John Cena has more emotion than that. But, like, John Cena has, like, three emotions he can hit. And it's, like, super serious Cena. Uh, funny Cena, and then like I'm just gonna bury this segment Cena, like we saw with Roman Reigns. Oh, but that stuff is fun because I feel like that whole thing is a big play on. Okay, IWC, who are you rooting for? The guy you hated for years, or the guy you've hated for a couple years? It's it's upsetting me so much. I love it, and I, I just actually, want them and to I, stop being so mean to Roman. <laughs> I like I like them both. Like I love Roman being this like badass, almost borderline heel, and I love Cena you know, for everything that he, he really does for the company. So let's hear them like go back and forth. It's kinda like, oh, this is cool. This is all this is almost like a dream match. Like let's let's enjoy this. <laughs> but we're the internet wrestling community and we can't enjoy anything. Most of them can. I can. I almost I most that's why I think like I, I don't hate many wrestlers besides Sasha Banks. And I don't hate wrestling in general. Like I'm not one of those people that go, Look at WWE's dumb, you should just watch New Japan. I go, No, I watch I watch every I, what I try to watch as much as I can. I don't hate promotions like that. I don't look down on them. I don't go, Well, New Japan and Lucha Underground, you know, they're they're doing this. You know, why doesn't WWE do that? I'm like, because they're different machines. Like I hate fans. Like I can go on diatribes about like the certain types of fans that I hate. Especially like after pay per view, all they want to do is bitch. I'm like, really? Like I kind of enjoyed it. Like was it the best? No, but really wasn't that bad. That's the that's the next wrestling cheers episode I want to be on. The one where we bitch about fan types. I have like a month and a half of episodes to fill because I have episodes leading up to the first 
of October, either figured out or somewhat recorded. But then there's that obviously the big hiatus between the AIW shows. And it's like, I have a month and a half open and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to fill them. I want to do some interviews, but I might, because I mean, on this show, we mostly cover, you know, the local scene, but maybe there's some episodes that we can cover some other wrestling related things. It's just going to depend on my uh, schedule and if I feel like the show should go that route. Yeah, like that's the cool thing with the name change since you've done it. Like you don't have to just stick to Ohio Indies. Like you can just talk wrestling. But the main thing that we cover, like we still do the live tweeting of everything from the area. True, true. Because when people, I want people to, when they think AIW, like, okay, you can go listen to AIW podcast. AIW podcast is great. I fully support it. But that's the company telling you about their shows. Yeah. They're going to tell you the behind the scenes stuff. They're never going to pump up a show like I will for them and like getting fans ideas and, you know, us talking about stuff. And then, you know, I, I still get find ways to get interviews. And I want to do, like I said before, I want to do different interviews that you don't normally hear every place. So I want people to think AW, I want them to think of us. And I will say, since I, I've been trying to work harder on pushing this show out and everything, you know, I've already got two new people on this, both named Ed, but still, it's it's two people that have actually told me for a while, like, hey, when do I get on the show? Like, you've been, been talking about it for since right around the name change. Yeah. Because that's when I first started listening to your show. I think I always heard about it, but I never got a chance to, like, check it out. And then I was just like, oh, yeah, I better listen to it. But that will we need we need to wrap this show up. It's been <laughs> I was just gonna say I feel bad like you're gonna have to edit a bunch of this. Oh, there's not gonna be a lot of editing. Trust me. It's just oh, it, good. It's just gonna be cutting out silences, uh censoring a name. Maybe there's a few parts I hit my mic because my dog fucking just wants to drink. She drank a couple times <laughs> during the show and like there'll be I'll take out a little bit of noise. But other than that, like everything pretty much stays. Oh, so this is gonna be a rambly episode. Hope <laughs> hope your regular uh listeners enjoy it hopefully they can listen to it before uh cool as ice but yeah that that will do it for us ed any you know final thoughts or plugs before you go uh plugs yeah listen to pod van dam it's uh we we're on itunes and podomatic and stitcher it's a wrestling podcast we talk some aiw we talk a lot of new japan and then at the end of the show, we always have a guest. Uh, that guest often sounds like me doing a terrible impression of a person, but that would be silly who would waste their time doing that. Yeah. We have uh, around often uh, Vince Russo, Carlito, who we discovered a crazy backstory to where he actually lives in hell. Um, Jesse the Body Ventura comes on and talks conspiracies with us. It's yeah, it gets it, it gets weird. It gets weird. So if that's your kind of thing, if you're a weird person, uh, check it out. Even though there hasn't been an episode in like a month. Um, yeah. Well, we're working on it. Like, it's it's hard. I just moved, and I just started a new job too. And it's we're but everything we're we're gonna get it going. It's yeah. I remember. I forget what show it was. It was like when I realized that the, the time difference. Sometimes you'd be like, "Oh, I I think you may be talking about something that happened on Raw." And I'm like, "That happened like two, three weeks ago." Like, <laughs> That's. that's- that didn't just happen. What's going on? And I'm like, oh, they probably like this. Um, I had a feeling it was just someone not editing quick enough or something. Yeah, editing takes like for a long time it was me editing it, and uh, I hate. Uh, as you know, from somebody else does a podcast, editing is the worst part. Editing is the worst part. But if you get lazy like I do and you don't want to comb through stuff, you learn how to use the program. Like I use Audacity, and I just I've learned to. All right, do this, do this, do this, do this. It sounds good. Maybe comb through it. I have to edit stuff out. Maybe the guy I interview says Ethan Page's real name. Maybe there's a name that I don't want on the podcast. Or maybe there's just something that I just completely take out. But other than that, normally it's, like I said, I take out the silences, level it. 
I do noise reduction now, and that's pretty much it. But uh, yeah, uh, also like, where can they find you on Twitter? Oh, they can find me on Twitter at it's at Pod Van Dam. I'm the one that's running that Twitter. I had my own personal Twitter, but then I realized all I did was talk wrestling on it. So why not just use the podcast Twitter for the rest show about wrestling to talk wrestling? So yeah, at Pod Van Dam. I have how many how many Twitter accounts I have on my phone? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I only really use three. <laughs> and then the other ones, it's uh, I'm like I share it with other people. So it's just more or less if I have to put something on there or I have to need to monitor it for something. But other than that, it's normally this show at Wrestling Cheers. That's a really big one. Been on the Instagram a lot more. There's actually like I'll be on the Instagram so much for Wrestling Cheers that I go into my personal one and it show me posts from like three days ago. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because I haven't been on this shit in a couple like a couple days. Um, of course, you can find myself at Heavyset330 on Twitter and hell, even on Instagram. You can find this show at Wrestling Cheers on Twitter and, like I said before, on Instagram. You can email the show if you so, so choose a desire, wrestlingcheers at gmail.com. And, of course, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and TuneIn. We did submit it to Spotify, but, uh, yeah, I was pretty much sure. I have not heard shit back, so, yeah, we weren't. We were They're not. dicks. We're not. I've, here's what I found out. You have to have this, like, certain level where they'll take you, or you have to have your podcast hosted by Lipson. Oh, okay. So that's, like, the back doorway in, but I'm like, I'm not. Like, I already do on Podbean. I pay 10 bucks a month. <laughs> I'm not paying more. I mean, I help pay for the Training Topics Network, which, hey, great segue. You can check out all the great shows on there, such as All Beer Inside, European Uppercut, The Tuts Experience, Lou Chat, CFL Easy Picks, What's on Fight, Eurovision Showcase, Legends on Siren FM, TTN at the Movies, Shut the Fuck Up, and my other show, Hanging with Heavy. And please check out the, the friends of mine that have podcasts out there Macho Men Radio, Chris Clem's Cavs Cast, Wingman podcast or wingcast a wingman podcast hosted by steve guy let the hate flow through you with jeremy Shear. uh uh, i believe it's called pod van dam that's another one of the the podcast friends i don't know if you've ever heard of it there's also the road home from wrestling weekly wrestling podcast the official designer for wrestling cheers not really a podcast but moy boy designs and then a new person i'm adding to this list who will eventually be on the podcast probably during my hiatus or the aw's hiatus not mine we're still gonna have shows every week thrift store jobber check them out check out um their his etsy store they're also on twitter and instagram and use promo code worldwide to get 10 percent off your etsy order i believe that's that's how that goes so thank you very much once again thank you very much coming on ed finally making your debut on the show like you wanted to oh thanks for having me so thanks for listening to wrestling cheers right here on the brand new training topics network.com wrestling cheers where everybody knows your name and sometimes we ramble a little bit (laughs) that's that's me that's my bad
track. Started from the bottom, now we here. Brother. Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Brother. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Brother. Started from the bottom, now we here. Brother. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Brother. Started from the bottom, now we here. Brother. Started.